What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. I want to share with you a quick story and then we're going to go into the, into the Word of God this morning. We were traveling over this, the December holidays and we went to, to the Middle East and we were just shopping, walking around, doing certain things and I learned something new, okay? So I knew that if, if you would buy a watch, you would get a fake watch and you get a real watch, I mean. But now I found out that you get a fake fake and you get a real fake and then you get a... Okay, do you guys know that? Who knew that? I don't know that. So let me explain to you. You get a fake fake, it's fake. Amen? You get a real fake. It is that good. It's still fake, but you need the manufacturer to have a look and say, this is fake. And then you get the real one. And the difference between the real fake and the real one is significant in cost. And while we were just shopping and laughing, I was walking in there and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, see, many Christians, we are like that. We are like the real fakes. Amen? I'm just going to play from my heart. Come on, guys. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, we like that. See, because it is difficult for people to recognize when you're a real fake. You don't have to pay the price. But then eventually... It gets to a place where the manufacturers say, listen, this is not real. And it started stirring my heart when I prayed. And, and this is what, what I heard in my spirit. You cannot have the power if you are not pure. We cannot have the power of God if we are not pure. We're constantly praying for God's power. I want to encourage you this morning. Let us not be what we are not. In 2023, may the church not represent what it is not. Can we as a church be willing this year to pay the price and say, God, we know who you are. We know that you are faithful. We know that your word stands. And this is what we're going to stand for. Amen. I want you to catch my heart in this because often at times we choose the real fake because it's easier. It's just easier. It looks good to people out there and we don't have to pay the price. And I encourage you this morning, say, Holy Spirit, I want to pay the price in this year. I want to go all in. Doesn't matter what it costs, I want to go all in. Amen? Can we get there? All right. Amen. See, I really believe in my spirit, as Pastor Zal just shared, that this is not only a year of, of acceleration, a year of restoration, but a year of resurrection. That God will truly come in this year and resurrect what was dead in your life. Seeds have become dormant, and in this season, God's going to resurrect it. Amen? There's going to be resurrection in marriages. There's going to be resurrection in families. There's going to be resurrection in churches. There's going to be resurrection in businesses. And we're going to speak up as men and women of God in this year and see God move. Amen. Because the power of God, God is still God. God is not mocked. It says, for whatever man sows, he shall reap. I really just believe in my heart that this is going to be a year where we're going to see boldness, man. You're going to see things on TV and you're going to say, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
See, when you're bold enough to stand up, the King of Kings never disappoints, guys. I want you to know this this morning. We're going to touch on that. God is faithful. Irrespective of what you are feeling, irrespective of what you are going through, God is sovereign and God is still God today. And He will still be God tomorrow. Amen. And while prepared for the sermon, I'm going to preach about the flip side. Amen. A response towards, this is what we do. We've got New Year's resolutions. We write this list down. And then in March, we find out that we've only done one of the 10 things we wrote down. Come on, guys. Have you done that before? I mean, there's things that I wrote in 2016. It's still on my list. We're not live this morning. No, I'm kidding. We are. 2016. And this is what I want to just leave with you this morning before we go into the Word of God. See, we ask God so many questions, especially when we start a new year. God, bless my family. God, bless my business. And this morning, I'm going to preach about not questions we ask God, but questions God asks us. We never look at what he said and how we respond as the body of Christ in 2023. Amen. I want you to know this. If you seek nothing but the will of God, you will always be in the right place at the right time. If you seek nothing but the will of God, you will always be in the right place at the right time. If you need to make a decision, seek the will of God. If you don't know where to go next, seek the will of God. You will always be in the right. There's no such thing as coincidence, guys. Can I say that from the pulpit? God is in control. Before the foundation of the earth, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to Him. Seek His will, nothing but His will, and you will be in the right place at the right time. Amen? All right, so let's see what the Word says. We can read in Genesis 32. Genesis 32, 24 to 29. If you've got your Bible, please open with me. I don't want to read alone. Usually we read together, but if you don't read with me, I'm going to read alone, and I don't want to read alone this morning. So get your Bible if you can and read with me. This is what it says in Genesis 32, 24 to 29. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. And we see the story where Jacob is wrestling. 
And he prevails. And he prevails. And he says, I will not leave you until you bless me. And this is God's response. See, he said, what is your name? What is your name? See, this morning, we're going to touch on four questions God asks humanity. The first one is, what is your name? The second is, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Whom shall I send? And can these bones live? These are four questions God asks humanity through the, through the Bible, through, through ages as we go on. I want to look at a response this morning. Because I want to get back to that list, that New Year's resolution. It's going to remain on your list from 2016 unless you choose to respond. Without a response, without action, it's not going to happen. I want you to know this morning, guys, if, you, if, if you're excited for this year, if you say, Lord, I want to do this, I want to do that, be obedient to the will of God and take action. Respond. Respond to the Lord. He is faithful. And he, says, he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. God knew what Jacob's name was. Amen. Who knew that God knew his name was Jacob? So why did God then ask him, what is your name? God wanted him to say his name. His name meant supplanter, trickster. God wanted him to confess. God wanted him to say, I am Jacob. After they have wrestled. God wanted him to take a stance and say who he was. And the word says, and there God responded and said, you shall no longer be Jacob. You shall now be called Israel. See, there's something significant, something profound when we get to a place where we take accountability for what we do and when we respond to the call of God when he says, what is your name? My question to you this morning is, what is your response if God says this, what is your name? What is your name? See, oftentimes we think about the natural. We think about the, the natural birth that took place. I mean, he was named Jacob. That's how he was born. But then something else took place, amen? Once a spiritual birth took place, amen, are we all saved? Let me just raise your hand if you're not saved this morning. Once a spiritual birth takes place, there's a change in name. There's a place where you say, God, I am Jacob. And God says, you shall no longer be called Jacob. You shall now be called Israel. There's a response in God's question. See, God is in the business, amen, of changing people. God is in the business, I'm going to say that again, of changing people. We don't change people, amen? You're not going to change your mother-in-law. No. You're not going to change your wife. <laughs> You're not going to change that colleague at work. God is in the business of changing people. Our responsibility is to respond. We respond. When God speaks, we respond. What is your name? I want to tell you this morning. God says, you shall no longer be called Jacob, for you shall now be called Israel. 
there is hope in the promise of God. God is faithful. And the fact that you are sitting here this morning means that you are a believer, means that everything that is in the Bible is applicable to you. And God wants to give us, give, God wants to give it to us, amen? The only thing we have to do is respond. The problem is we never get to the place of response because we're not willing to prevail. We don't get to the place of response because we are not willing to prevail. And I want to challenge you in this season to wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and wrestle with whatever you are wrestling with, whether it's the sickness, whether it's situations that you are going through. You just keep on wrestling and God will say, what is your name? And when you respond, God says, you shall no longer be called. You shall now be called Israel. Amen. So I want to encourage you in this, in this new year to get to a place where, and I'm just going to preach it from my heart this morning, guys, because, man, when you travel, you, you, see, you, say, you see many things, and often at times changes the perspective. See, we, we live through our worldview, amen, what we see. And often at times when, when you travel, you just don't see all the good. You also see how blessed you are for just knowing God. You can travel to a first world country and see the nicest thing in the world and just look at how empty people are. Amen? There's a place of response. And I believe in my heart that in 2023, the church will respond in a level, in a way that we've not seen it before. Amen? Exodus 4, 1 to 5. It says, Moses given powerful signs. This is a story where, I'm going to read it to you, verse 1, if you can just page with me there. Exodus 4, 1 to 5. It says, Then Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is in your hand? And he said, A staff. And he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put your hand out and catch it by its tail. So he put out his hand and caught it and it became a staff in his hand again. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. See, the timing of this question occurs when Moses was at the burning bush. And at this point in time, God was busy commissioning Moses as a spokesperson to, to lead the nation of, of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses was a shepherd. Moses wasn't the young and powerful Moses he used to be. The only thing he had was a staff trying to find an excuse and says, Lord, but they will not believe me. And the Lord says, but what is in your hand? And the question I want to ask you this morning is, what is in your hand? Because what is in your hand is enough for God. Whatever is in your hand is enough for God, as long as you can obey the instruction. Say, God, what is that, Moses? It's a staff. God responds, Moses, throw it on the ground became a serpent. The Lord says, Moses, 
stick out your right hand, grab it by its tail, and it became a staff again. What is in your hand? If you can realize this morning that whatever you have is enough, God can perform a miracle in your life. Moses felt neglected. He felt ashamed. He felt he was fearful. He didn't want to do this. This is 40 years later. And the only thing God asks is this, what is in your hand? See, I made a note here, I said, it's not what you've got, it's who you present it to. It's not what you've got that is so important, it is who you present it to. If we can get to a place where we can present it to the King of Kings, to the Lord of hosts, the one who is faithful, God will respond. What is in your hand? That's a question you have to ask yourself for this year. Say, what is in my hand? Maybe you felt like what you had was not enough. Maybe you felt you didn't have anything. If you can just present it to the Lord, He will respond. Amen. And He is faithful. So as a church, when, God's asked, when God asks this question, what is in your hand? Can we respond? Even if it is a staff. And God will respond. See, what really stirred me when I read the story is this. At this point in time, like I mentioned, Moses was a shepherd. It was fit for a staff to be in his hand. But often a time, as Christians, we're trying to put something else in our hands so that people can see it. And once we get to that place where God wants us to respond, we do not give what we have because it doesn't belong to us. Be who you need to be in this year. If you're a shepherd with a staff, present the staff, God will use it. If you're a stay-at-home mom with kids, whatever it is you're doing in this year, make sure that it's fit for use and present it to God and He will respond. Amen. Third question, whom shall I send? In the book of Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 8, it says the following, Isaiah's got a vision of the Lord. He actually sees a vision of the Lord. And it, we're going to start from verse 1. And it says, In the year that the king died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood a seraphim, which is an angel. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one called another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And he said, Who is me? For I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims, or one of the angels, flew to me, 
having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongues from the altar. This is what he says. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is now atoned for. And this is where the actual commissioning takes place. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And then he responded, Here I am, Lord. Send me. The scripture truly blesses my heart. Isaiah sees a vision of God. He sees this miraculous picture. And the first thing God asks him is this, whom shall I send? And often the time our response is not this, here I am, send me. Our response is God, please lay out the task so I can see what it looks like. And then I'll make a decision whether I want to respond or not. Isaiah said, Lord, here I am, send me. Can we get to a place as a church in 2023 where we respond, Lord, here I am, send me. Irrespective of the task, irrespective of what is ahead of you, here I am, Lord, send me. See, this is the beautiful thing. When, when, you, when you understand what Isaiah saw, you also understand that God didn't need Isaiah. He's still God, yet he chose to use a weaker vessel so that his name can be glorified. The only thing he wants is a response. Here I am, Lord, send me. And my prayer is this for 2023, that we will become a people, not only lacking in nothing, but a people responding to God saying, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. I made a note here and I said, maybe if, if we got to a place where we knew God better, we wouldn't have to ask Him to show us what the task looks like. Maybe if we just understood His heart, maybe if we just understood that He is God, that He is faithful, and that He will prevail, then we'll get to a place where we like ready, steady, go. When those says, whom shall I send? It was like, take, pick me, come on. Can we get to that place in whatever you do? A husband, a father, a friend, whatever you do, I want to encourage you to get to a place where you respond. Lord, here I am, send me. And watch what God can do. Watch what God can do. Ten years ago, <laughs> took the Lord a while to find me, Conrad. <laughs> Ten years ago, I said, Lord, here I am. Send me. And I'm praying every day for members of my family, for friends to get to that place 
where they just say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Point number four, the fourth question we see in the Word of God is this, Ezekiel 37, 1 to 4. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many of the surface of the valley, on the surface of the valley. And behold, it was dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And listen to the response of the prophet. And Ezekiel answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, Ezekiel wasn't sure if these bones could live. So he responded, Lord, only you know. And God said, prophesy over these bones. Speak life over these bones. And we all know the story. Everything grew back together. But listen to the question that God asks the prophet. He says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? My question to you this morning is, can these bones live? See, because once we start speaking the word of God, once we prophesy, once we release life, it lives. Because he is the giver of life. God is the giver of life. And we have a responsibility to respond. And we're going to be faced with many of these questions in 2023. Can these bones live? You're going to be in situations where it's going to be dread and where it's going to be dry. And the question will be asked, can these bones live? And you've got a responsibility, amen, as a man and as a woman of God, to prophesy to the bones and say, live. Hear the word of the Lord. Not hear my opinion. Not hear my wife's opinion. Not hear my uncle's opinion who's got a seven-year degree. This is not what the word says. It says, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord and live. We have a responsibility, amen, to get into the word of God so that we can speak the word of God so that dry bones and dry situations in our lives can live. Amen. So when you've got that little list, go back to it. Say point number one, Bible study. No Bible, no breakfast. Amen. And see God change things in your life. When it close with this, we're going to take up a quick offering. I forgot to do so also. I'm going to close with that. I want you to remind yourself 
of these questions in 2023. When you're struggling to prevail, hear the Lord, hear the Lord ask, what is your name? Hear him ask, what is your name? And hear him respond after you give him your name. You shall no longer be called Jacob, for you are now called Israel. There's a new covenant, guys, and God is faithful. Second thing, when you're in any situation in 2023, hear the Lord ask this question, what is in your hand? And know that whatever is in your hand is enough as long as it is fit for your purpose and your call. When if you don't know what to do, hear the Lord ask this question, whom shall I send? And as a church will respond, here we are, Lord, send us. Amen. When anything looks like it's not going the way it's supposed to go, hear the Lord ask this question, can these bones live? Speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. And it shall live. Amen. Because God is faithful. I want to bless you with that. I'm not going to share a message on, on offering this morning. We're just going to take up an offering. But I want to just leave a thought with you for 2023. When I just got saved... I ushered for a very well-known preacher, man who just like moved with the fire of God. And he passed away about six years ago, five years ago, prematurely. Prematurely because he was unhealthy. Not unhealthy as in a sickness, but unhealthy in certain things that he shouldn't have done, which he has done. I want you to hear my heart this morning. God can only preserve what we present. I'll say it again. God can only preserve what we present. A tithe is a preservation fund. We don't give a tithe. We return a tithe. It doesn't belong to us. When you take something that doesn't belong to you, it kills you. God can only preserve what we present. We present our bodies a holy sacrifice unto Him. It's sacrificial. So in certain areas, he didn't die. He didn't die to that, to that self, to that sacrifice. I want you to catch my heart in this. God can only preserve what you present. You have to present it to the Lord. It has to be sanctified. It has to be set apart. Okay? Okay? 
God preserves what we present. If we understand that everything that we give, we give as an expression of our thankfulness and our praise towards God, but we give from a heart of worship that recognizes and realizes that everything that we have already belongs to Him. It becomes a place of preservation. God watches over it because it's His Word, amen. God cannot go against His Word. So in this year, husbands and wives, I'm, I've, I said I'm not going to preach and I'm going to start preaching, so I'm going to stop now. Husbands and wives, <laughs> make sure that you are in unity and that you present it to the Lord so that He can preserve it. Present your body a holy sacrifice, present your business, present your children, present, present it to the Lord and He will persevere it. Amen. Get to that place in unity. Set goals. Make it fun. We're going to do some different things this year. Make it fun. Set some goals. Present it to the Lord and see Him move. Amen. And I'm going to close with this. It's not tithing. The list you made for 2023. I want you to go back to it. If you haven't made one, it's good. If you made one, I want you to go back to it. I want you to look at it. I want you to ask yourself, is this realistic? And if the answer is yes, I'm going to place an obligation on you this morning to respond in action, no matter what the cost. Amen? No matter what the cost. And see God move. And see Him move. Do not procrastinate. Please don't procrastinate. Guns blazing. Look at it. Present it to Him. Ask Him to persevere it. And see Him do wonderful things in your life in this year. Amen? Amen. That's me for today. Thank you for being here this morning. I want to encourage you to have a coffee afterwards. We're just going to spend some time. If you need prayer, if you want us to pray for you, you've got a ministry team available. If you don't have a list and you want someone in the ministry team to give you a list, you're also welcome to come forward. And I can help you with a few New Year goals. I'm kidding. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited for what God has for us in store for this year. So we bless you guys. We honor you guys. We honor Pastor Natasha and Pastor Vilmarin in their absence. And we're looking forward to seeing them next week. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function. So let's build.